Welcome to the Inquisitive Tourist. My name is Nate Ralph and thank you for joining me. For those of you already listening, I'd love to welcome you back. And if you've just started, welcome to the ever-growing community of listeners. When you leave the house each day, are you the type of person who always wants to look your best? Maybe you're just popping up to the shops to get some milk. Do you still want to look good? Or are you the type of person that's more likely to throw on some slacks? Male or female, we all have a daily choice to make. Or maybe you've got a special event coming up. What's your approach to looking your best? Have you ever wondered if the style that you keep on choosing for yourself is actually working for you? Well, today's conversation is with a style lover. I'm actually going to call him a style guru. It may not be his day job, but he has so much to say on this subject. And I feel that many of us are going to benefit from what he has to say to us. His name is Marcus. Well, Marcus, welcome to the show. Hey, Nate. Thank you for having me, man. It is a pleasure to be here. I am actually a fan of your, of your podcast, and uh, it's, it's great to have the, uh, the opportunity to, uh, to actually uh, speak on the, on the subject. <laughs> not, not so much of a guru. I try my best. To look my, <laughs> I try my best to look my best, uh, presentable. Uh, but thank you. I really, really appreciate the uh, the opportunity. It's it's even down to the email that I got from you. Like your profile picture is is phenomenal. The style is just so sharp and on point. You know, I'm looking at it now. You've got like a blue suit, white shirt, red tie, um, with a little sort of pocket square uh, coming out. It's 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 awesome, man. And uh, you're being humble because I I know that you've got so much to say on this on this subject, man. Uh, yeah, it, I do have a lot to say. But it comes from a from a perspective or an angle. What I would say is something that I'm passionate about. I guess that when you have passion for something, uh, it shows uh, on on who you are as a person, uh, and also how you how you carry yourself uh, around others. That's right. I actually, when I was introducing you, I almost tripped up when I came to, to, to give your name Marcus, because I was almost thinking, well, where do I say that you're from? Now you're currently, I was, I was going to say New York and then my brain sort of tripped up on itself. Cause I was thinking actually you're in Atlanta. Is that right? That is correct. I did. I did live in New York uh, for 20 years. Um, I am actually, if you don't, by now, if you don't I can tell by the accent, I am Hispanic. I am uh from the Dominican Republic, but I spent 20 years living in New York and now I, I reside in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Nice one. So you said you're from the Dominican Republic. Is that like your mom's dad, uh, your mom's side, your dad's side as well? Yeah, both. Uh, my parents are both uh, born and raised nice. in the Dominican Republic. Nice. Sir. And, and did they sort of like live there until their, I don't know, early twenties, thirties, and then they moved to New York or what, what was that like? Uh, I, so when we first came, uh, they when we got to to the United States, uh, my parents were around in the, their forties, early forties, uh, and and we actually when we landed, we landed in New Jersey, which is the uh, the state uh, next to the to to New York, uh, and and we we moved to to Passaic, New Jersey. Uh, we were there for about. Uh, I'll say, yeah, 20, 20 years. Uh, I and and I started working in New York. Uh, when I 
first, actually, when I first came, I actually skipped two years. When I first came to the United States, I was about to finish high school uh, back home. Mm. So I had two years. Yeah, I had two years left, which I actually did it in one year. Crazy. Because That's amazing. I was doing school. Yeah, I did. What happened was that I, in order for me to graduate within my my age, I had to finish two years in one, which in, which entailed me having to go to school in the morning and in the late afternoon to nighttime. Goodness me. So you said two years in one, right? And this is across all that, subjects. That's correct. Damn. That's that's pretty impressive. Like, I guess that set you up for, for, for life later on because, uh, you know, when you do an intense sort of course like that, um, I suppose it would have given you confidence to know that, you know, when you need to work under pressure, you you can. That is correct. And and that is something that, you know, we as humans tend to sell each other short in our minds uh, due to the fact that sometimes we feel ourselves that we cannot conquer certain things. But a lot has to do with how you approach the situations. You'll be thrown in, in areas or, or, or you have you go through things in life where you think that you're not capable of, of doing certain things, uh, of performing certain tasks at hand. But what happened is that, that that's part of us being humans. But if you look at it, it's like when you're being chased by a dog, per se, you do certain things that you never thought in your life you could do. You never thought you could run that fast. You never thought you'd be able to jump that fence. But your instincts kick in, and they take they, they they take over you, and they let you perform certain acts, certain uh, task uh, to to be able to to make it. No Get kidding, aspect. Not only not only being chased by a dog, but like I said, being able to finish two years of high school in one year, in one physical year. Do you know what? It just came to my mind now, mate. That's probably sort of the best training for an athlete. You know, if you want to beat Usain Bolt. And, and, and lick that time of, is it 9.59, 9.59 or 9.64, I forget, or 9.68, I think it was. Um, you know, you, was it 9.6? If you, if you want to lick that time, just just give, like, release a dog on, on, on the athlete and, and he's going to do it in nine, man. <laughs> not, not a bad idea at all. No, I, that sounds about right. No, I like that. It's, it's a good mentality to have, you know, and uh, it's, it's evident that it's given you that that, that confidence in, in your life. Marcus, before getting into your passion um, about style, which is what this podcast is about, I just want to quickly uh, touch on whiskey uh, because many of my, my listeners are whiskey lovers. And, um, yeah, you know quite a bit about it as well, don't you? Uh, <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, you know... Coming from from our Hispanic culture, we 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 tend to dab dabble in the alcohol business. <laughs> That's what <laughs> so, my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we in DR we we deal with rum, but uh, as I got older, you, you're as you get older, you start to finding new things and and, and trying new things, uh, and and I went from rum to any known alcohol there. And I finally settled in, in, in either scotch whiskey or bourbon. Uh, they're, they're, they're a bit different. Um, although they are considered whiskeys, they are a bit different because the bourbon is the, the, the actual American rum. Mm. Uh, I mean, the actual American whiskey, is is uh the bourbon that's what it is it's actually whiskey but it's the american way 
which is actually made on, on brand new barrels, cherry old barrels, uh, as, as in, in, in the, in the actual whiskey world will be done in used barrels. These are brand new barrels, uh, which can be aged from three to God knows how many years. Uh, and it's a different taste than your Glen Levet or your McAllen's. The, the, the taste on, on a bourbon is completely different than the notes you get from from a, from a uh, like I said, a Glen Levet, a McAllen. Uh, but nonetheless, they're both delicious, hmm. either the European whiskey or the bourbon. Nice. Very, very nice. It's uh Maybe after this podcast, I, I think I've got a little bit in stock, um, not of the bourbon, but uh, I've definitely got some whiskey about. But yeah, the, I, I feel like the way that you're describing the bourbon is is kind of like uh, is helping my my appetite come along there uh, to to try that out again. I have had it, but it's it's been a while. Yeah, man. Uh, if you ever if you can get a chance, if you have a chance to ever get your hands on a on a bottle of Weller a bourbon. Uh, you cannot go wrong with a Weller bottle of bourbon. I'll be I'll be sure to to give that a go, man. So, like, obviously, you know, you're already painting the picture for for, for the guests listening. You know, here's here's a guy who knows all about his whiskey, his his bourbon, and he's a style guru. So they might be thinking, well, what does this guy do for for work? So, what did you study uh, professionally, and and what is your day job? All right, so there's there's a I'm going to have to elaborate on that because what I wanted to go for originally was mechanic. I'm actually good with my hands as far as taking things apart and putting them back together. Mm. Uh, that's what I like to do. I like to see things actually be being built and I like to take part in that. Uh, actually one of my, one of my hobbies is, is actually I have a, a an old beater, meaning uh, an old car that when I get a, a chance uh, over the weekends or whenever I get my chance to do so, I go and I and, and I start uh, putting things and taking things apart and cleaning the car. It's my project site uh, vehicle. So that was what I wanted to do. But coming from a Hispanic culture, uh, my father was a lawyer or is a lawyer, no longer uh, doing it because he was a lawyer back in DR uh, and, and obviously the laws in the United States and, and in DR are completely different. So that means that he had to redo the whole process. Uh, so being that he was a lawyer, he wanted me to do something kind of like not get your hands dirty kind of job. Mm-hmm. So although I wanted to be a mechanic, he was like, no, nah, you're not doing mechanics. Uh, you're not doing any of that. And he sent me to school. Uh, I went to school to become a, uh, what we will call in the United States, a uh, a, a computer technician, uh, learning how to build computers, service them, work on them. So that's what I did. I, I, I became, I went to a, a technical school. I did that for a year and a half. And when I came out of school, I started working for Canon, Canon, the camera Canon. I did that for 20 years in New York. 20 years. That is correct. So that's that's 20. basically like the 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 essential part of your career, right? It was 
Right. So it was to not long ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, it was to not long ago. Actually, till uh, I'll say November of of uh, this year with the pandemic, that I actually just switched jobs. Prior so, to that, yeah, I did that for twenty years. So when you were doing that for twenty years, so the name of that is computer technician, and it was working for for you said Canon, sort of uh, the the camera make. They also make sort of printers and things like that. So like, what? I mean, you said building computers and maintaining them. Is there anything else that that you had to do with that? So so basically, when I started doing the whole uh, working for Canon, uh, I did has I did kind of worked around computers as well. I did have to, because those printers, like you said, I mean, those, those, those printers are, are pretty big and they need, they need a computer next to them so they can perform. They are not used as, as just copiers. They're actually uh, printers that uh, they use for, to print anything from, from a few pages to a thousand pages uh, to make books. Mm. So, those those printers needed a command station, something that will actually uh, tell them we're going to make a book. It's going to be double sided. It's going to be uh, collated. It's going to have holes in the book or whatever you wanted, whatever you wanted to actually create. Uh, and those commands came from that computer. So actually, I did have to build those computers, set them up as a command sent, uh, a command station. So they can actually talk to the uh, to the printers itself, right? That's that's very interesting work. Now, where whereabouts that was that based? It was obviously in in New York City. Was that right? Uh, yes, it was actually, uh, and and it's going to correlate with with the actual title that you so humbly uh, gave me <laughs> as a style guru, <laughs> because I did that in New York City, and and the funny part is that it was in 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 one of the I gotta say the mecca of fashion when it comes to 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 New York City. I used to work around the uh, what's called the uh, 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 wow. It I just vaguely left my uh, escape my 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 head. Uh, the fashion district. What is a fashion district? Uh, the fashion district was nothing less than where most of the styles or or fashion came from in in, in new york uh for example i used to work uh, alongside uh, i will go and fix a copier for tommy hill figure uh i will go and fix a copier for uh ralph lauren i mean i used to go to the actual design rooms and fix the copiers where they were designing the clothing uh man that's so it cool. was very interesting that is cool yes yeah, I did that, and 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 I actually got to meet a lot of people. Um, I gotta say that that's kind of where where my passion, not for style, came up, but where 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 I actually got more curious, because uh, it's funny, you know, there is a, a misconception. There is this thing where it's fashion, and then there is style, um, and, and and sometimes the the lines tend to get blurry when it comes to that uh, because some people might be into fashion mm-hmm. which is which is something that it always changes 
Mm-hmm. That's why you have the the fashion week in New York City or the fashion week in Milan. That's because that's fashion. That's something that comes and goes. But the style is 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 who you are. I like that. Yeah, the and, the, the and, style is permanent. It's everlasting. But fashion is 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 temporary. Exactly. So basically, what the style lets you allows you to do is to be able to use the ongoing fashion. Mm-hmm. And and adapt it to you, but make it seem like you have never you have never changed your you, the way you 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 conceive or, or you perceive uh, fashion because people are gonna you know a pair of jeans is gonna come the, the skinny jeans are gonna come for example mm-hmm. and and they're gonna be here for a while for a while and then they're just gonna go and disappear and there it goes the bell bottoms you know it, it's something that always changes but someone that has style you're gonna see that they're not gonna be adapting to what the time dictates because they have their own style they're set on the way they dress yeah and that maybe sort of um for someone to have style like like you just described it i guess maybe innate to that person that they would need sort of a certain strength about them you know to not to not sort of feel the need to always blend in with hey this is the latest fashion i have to look like this because that's what you know that's what they say is cool it's like no no this is my style and whether it's you know 1984 or whether it's 2006 or whether it's 2021 this is what looks good on me and my body and and that's what i'm going to wear you know because that's my style and that, that takes a certain strength of, of character, doesn't it? It sure does. It takes character because it, it styles who you are. Absolutely. It, it, it's basically the way how you grab a, a cup of coffee. It, it is the way how you sit down. It is the way you, you, you carry a conversation. There is a lot of things that go into the person, into, into who the person is. So that's, that's the style, and and some people have it more uh, are more obvious. It's more uh, the style is more obvious in, in some than than, than others. Um, and, and I have to say, you know, uh, a lot of people you see them come and go, and, and if you pay attention, they never change. Mm, mm. And maybe it takes a certain amount of time to see that, you know, over a certain amount of years, and then, and then you realize actually this person's always pretty much dressed in the same way and and that's probably when you truly realize hey yeah they've got style that is correct and and i will tell you and, and i will tell you you'll see that in in like i'll give you a very a very good example if you look at, at mr ralph laurent you notice that he's always been the same really that's that that's so listen you can go back to when he started and the way he portray himself the way he carry himself the way he dress himself listen man it, it never it has never gone out of style because that's who he is mm, he's being true he's not, to himself exactly mm. and, and and he shows in his clothing he shows in the in the way he carry himself i mean you can go back and, and you're not gonna see something out of context so, like, would you say that being, you know, working for Canon in the hub of New York City, where it's all happening, like literally in the mecca of, you know, of of the fashion district, as as you put it, um, was it because of that that you just happened to be in the right place at the right time to to develop this love of of 
of style and getting getting into your own uh, style for yourself? Well, funny you mentioned there was a there was a lot of there there was a, a few a few people that play a, a big role in 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 style that I that I have in in who I am. Uh, one was my grandfather. My grandfather it was a, a was a gentleman, uh, and and that's also something that uh, that impacted me a lot. Uh, he he was a, a very kind person, and 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 that was his style. He 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 was uh, man. It, it's kind of hard to describe because uh, so much went into uh, uh, my grandfather. He was a passionate man, and and that's where you got to take it from. This. These people that have style, they're passionate about. Uh, they're a, pa- a, a very passionate person in itself. Uh, you're gonna notice that that everything they do, they do it with passion. And when you do something with passion, it shows. It's like it's like, for example, Nate. You have you have this amazing platform, uh, which you've been uh, making podcasts and and it's been successful to you because you're passionate about it. Mm. I so, appreciate it, man. Thanks. So, it, and it's my pleasure to to actually say this to you because without that passion, there is no drive. There is not wanting to find out who you are. There is no no drive to continue to do what you do. Although a few uh, things might happen along the way, so you need to have that passion. And my grandfather was a very passionate man. That came the kind of person he was because he was a passionate person. It will show in his character, absolutely. And it show, it show, it showed in the way he carried himself. Like for example, I am a kind of guy that even to go to sleep, bro. I, I, I put. I don't know you, but I, I take a shower before to get before I go to bed, and I always spray something. It could be a, a body spray. Or it could be a perfume or, or a cologne, like we call it here, is a cologne. Uh, before I go to bed, but that was something that I, that I saw my grandfather do. He will come home from work, he'll take a shower, and he'll put a, a dab of, of cologne. Mm, I like that. E- even if he's it, not going anywhere, he just he's doing it for himself. For himself. Mm. Uh, he was, and my grandfather always told me, whenever you're going to do something. You make sure you do it to the best of your capabilities. Don't do anything half-assed. If you're going to do something and it's going to be half-assed, don't do it. Yeah, do it. Do it wholesold. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Um, and like you said, it comes through. So even if someone doesn't share your passion, whether it's art or whether it's hosting a podcast or whether it's athletics or chess or uh, playing the violin, they can see when someone has a passion. And I think it's it's infectious, you know. They, they they might not necessarily follow that line of of uh, of the or, or the the profession that that person is doing that they admire, but it might urge them to develop their own passion, uh, and and that's what I like, and and that's what we should be as humans, isn't it? To to uh, to motivate each other to to become the best version of ourselves. That is correct, and 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 it's funny you mentioned that because. Uh, that that aspect uh, uh, of 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 being passion passionate about it because without it, it it's like I have to say that passion is kind of the backbone of of any successful person. 
if you don't have a passion, you're not going to have the drive. You're not going to weather what life throws at you. Uh, and, and, and that's actually kind of going back to, to some of the people that, that influenced me was actually my, my father as well. He, you know, my, my father was a, a man that back home, when he would go out, you know, my father was around because he always had a presence. He would walk in and like my grandfather, my father would not leave the house without well-dressed, well-groomed and pouring cologne. So when my father, the thing was that the, the, the going around joke was like, oh, uh, so-and-so is here, which is my father. I'm a junior. My father is Marco Sr. So it would be like, oh, Marcos is here. Oh, how do you know? Well, either for two reasons, either because you can hear the music from his car because back home in DR, he had a, a, a sound system in his vehicle, which was very loud. And people <laughs> would know I know all about the sound systems in DR, man. I, I was absolutely shocked at some of the stuff I saw. I saw speakers the size of my house. <laughs> That's right. Uh, can you tell we love music? Oh, man. So- it's in fact, I can hear it from here, 6,000 miles away, man. That's right. So, so it was either the sound system on his vehicle or the cologne that walked in before he did. So he was very impeccable in the way he carried himself because, like I said, he was a lawyer. He kind of went hand in hand, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he always made sure that that he dressed properly. But the person that used to make the suits for my father and my grandfather was uh my aunt's husband he he actually was a tailor back home right uh he yeah he now is reside here in 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 georgia with us uh and he used to make custom suits i mean you were you went and you got measured it took uh, a few months because it was two to three uh measurements prior to you getting the the suit come the suit completed so that actually kind of like kind of put me in the path of of getting into the whole gentleman, the whole style, the whole carrying yourself properly and having a passion. Nice. Those I have to say were were the, the three pillars of, of of my sense for for style. I love it. It's actually as you were talking, it actually reminded me of uh of my own uh story i mean this is going back years ago and it was actually my my grandmother she's like 97 now but this must be like oh goodness knows 15 years ago maybe even 20 years ago and uh, i remember this one night I, I i just felt like i was in the mood for getting dressed up i wasn't even going anywhere per se uh anywhere i mean it was, i was leaving the house but I, I i don't recall that i was on my way to somewhere special but i i just wanted to dress up and i i was like covered myself in cologne and you know, my jewelry's on and whatever. And even my nan, you know, my grandmother, she's like, she accused me. She's like, are you going on the pool? You know, as if to say, like, are you looking for women or something? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I I'm, I was just genuinely wanted to feel my best. And it just, it, it, I was laughing to myself as you were explaining uh, the, the, you know, the way that the, the men are in your family, because you don't have to necessarily put on cologne or get dressed for something, you know. Um, sometimes it's like th- this idea of putting on cologne before going to bed is I respect that. That's amazing because yeah, I mean, even like maybe if you're married, great for your wife, but like, even if you're single, it's just, it's good for you. It's good for your soul to think, Hey, I'm, I'm taking care of my body. And, uh, even if there's no one there to sort of appreciate how I smell right now, 
It just makes you feel good, right? He sure does. And he has helped me through our 20 years of marriage. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm sure your wife appreciates it. And that's what I was going to say. Yes, it's, it, it's something that she really uh, enjoys about me. Oh, that's uh, good, man. We, we should get her on right now and ask her. You know, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, that's, that, yeah, it's, it's it, nice. It, it, it's funny. It's it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I guess it's, it's so. So I have to say that a lot of us carry a sense of style within, mm. but because we're not comfortable expressing it to the world, because we might be afraid of what people might think, we just keep it within, and we don't we don't actually either explore it or we don't get to actually show it to nobody because we might be shy. We might feel like, Oh, but what if people don't like this? What if, what if I don't look right? And here's what I tell everybody. The first thing you got to go on to, to actually uh, be able to enjoy a garment or, or something you wear is that you have to be comfortable within. If, if you feel comfortable, it's going to show mm. in your demeanor, the way you carry yourself. That's right. Mm. If you, if, if you put something and you're not, and you're not sure of what you're wearing, people are going to notice and they're going to feel like uh, that looks horrible. And it might not be that it looks horrible, but the way you're carrying the 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 attire or whatever you you're trying to to show or 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 have on, it's not going to look right because you don't feel comfortable. Mm. I I fully fully agree, and I'm not just saying this, but I remember being a, a, a I was still a teenager, and I remember sort of working this out for myself because I, I remember you know. We've all done, been there, done that. You know, we're maybe 15 or 16 and we, we go with our mom or whoever it is to, to, to get some clothes. Maybe we're looking for a suit or a pair of jeans, whatever. And I, I just vividly remember so many occasions when maybe I was with my sister or another female. It, it could even be a couple of guys, you know, and, and you're like, oh, what, does this look good, basically, right? Um, and, you know, it's like the, the, the infamous question the woman always asks, like, you know, is my bum big in this sort of thing? But, you know, and and... <laughs> The thing is, is that you could sometimes have three people that would be like, no, no, get Nate, get that one, get that one. But you're just feeling the other one, right? And I realized, I was still in my teens, I realized that you're, because a lot of the time I would go for the majority vote. And as time went on, I I found that I wasn't really wearing that item of clothing. Because as you said, I didn't feel confident, even though I'd had the verification of others, I, I wasn't feeling the vibe myself. And I, I feel, I mean, I don't know if they've ever done a scientific study on this, but I could not agree more that if you uh, have an item of clothing, for example, and you poll, uh, you, you do a poll of, you know, with 100 people, let's just say that 71% say that you look better in clothing style A uh, uh, versus the 29% that say you look better in B. I, I'm sure that if you yourself, the person, felt way more confident in clothing style B, and you wore that, I, I'm sure that you would appear better 
even though 71% originally said that you would look better in clothing A because the way that you carry yourself is translated. Your confidence in in the way that you feel in that clothing just translates. Uh, and I found that through my own experience. Like, And now I, I don't, I mean, I'll ask others' opinion, but if I'm convinced that, no, 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 I feel more confident in this, I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, and, and it's funny you mentioned that uh, because when I – when I'm getting myself uh, a suit, like when I, so, I mean, it, one thing uh, kind of trickles to the other. And the reason why I'm going to bring this up is to, to get to that point that you're saying, when I'm going to construct a suit or build a suit for me mm. uh, that I, that I want to get done, I usually, depending on, on how it is, I don't, I don't ask my wife, Hey babe, what you think? The reason why is because, I visualize. I am not looking at the at the product now. I'm looking at the product after it's done. I'm looking at the outcome. What's gonna be? Mm. I'm not looking at, at what you see right now. The color. I don't like the color I, because usually that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna go for a suit, uh, and they might not like the textile that you chose, or they might not like the color you chose, and, and kind of the concept, the idea you have going. It, it, it kind of gets thrown off. So basically what I do is once the suit is here, I put it on and I'll tell what you think. The reason to that is because when in the past I have asked her for her opinion, she would tell me, oh, I don't like this. Why don't you get that? And when I went with the choice that she had made for me, then she ends up saying, uh, not crazy about it. So <laughs> going. <laughs> Women, man. <laughs> exactly. So going with your feeling, what we call the gut feeling, uh-huh. usually works right. It, it, it's actually what, what it goes. You got to feel right about it. If you're not comfortable, sorry, it's not going to work. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's so, so true. The thing is, man, like with all this knowledge that you've got as well, because, you know, are you going to one day make a business out of your of your hobby or like a side hustle or, or is it just going to stay as a, as a passion and, and as a hobby for you? So... You know, Instagram has opened the eyes to a lot of people as far as as kind of becoming entrepreneurs and, and starting this whole thing with with suits and this and that. Uh, I I'm the kind of guy that I like to have fun when I'm what what with what I'm doing. If I'm if I feel like what I'm doing is going to become kind of like uh, Let's say, let's call it for what it is. If it becomes a job, then the fun of it is actually being stripped from it. And mm-hmm. and that's when I, I actually cannot kind of get disappointed. Uh, I am, like I said, I am in no way, shape, or form, no, nobody in the industry. I just have a, thanks to, to, to my surroundings and the people around me, I kind of have a, a knife for certain things. Uh, do I have the ability to do so? Maybe, but if I do it, it might not be fun for me and, and kind of, it'll make me not want to do it. Uh, hence, if, if a friend needs help, opinion, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm happy to do so, but it kind of, sadly to say, Nate, and, and to disappoint you, it's kind of going to stay uh, a, a hobby thing. Uh, a thing to have fun. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, nice. I, because, I, I like think I, that's cool. 
Yeah, uh, because of that. But if, if anybody needs an opinion, a humble opinion, I, I will gladly get my opinion, That's and I will try to direct direct you on that on that on the route that you should take. Yeah, and obviously, um, in light of what we've just been saying as well, uh, would you tell someone, even though you would give your opinion, would you ultimately say something like, "Hey"? Uh, you know, ultimately you've got to go what you, like, this is what I think, X, Y, and Z, but ultimately, you know, do you feel comfortable in X, Y, and Z? Because obviously, like like we just discussed, if if they're not feeling comfortable with it, they're not going to rock it anyway. Hey, man, are you, are you, are you like reading my notes or something like that? Because <laughs> it basically hit the, the, the nail on the head. Sorry, man, did I teeth your lyrics right there? Uh, yeah, you kind of hit the, the, the nail on the head. Because you 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 actually basically said what how I am about what I am about I am actually I want you to feel comfortable I want you to feel that that whatever you're putting on you're comfortable in it mm. and and it's funny uh, there is if you ever get a chance uh, I like to watch videos uh, you know that that had to do with with the uh, with the industry with the the fashion style industry uh, uh there are two of them out there that are amazing and, and i will urge you to watch them if you get a chance one is called omast which basically is the letter the word uh, i mean the letter o and then uh it'll be m-a-s-t that's a it's actually a dvd is out there uh is uh basically has to do with with the way the uh, the italian go about making a suit, making a garment. And and the way they work is basically they let you say whatever you want. They let you speak and tell you what they want done in their suit. But bottom line, they have the last saying because a lot of times people think that they know what works for them. But the best mirror for somebody, unfortunately, believe it or not, are the people that are looking at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, just because they make something in your size doesn't mean that you can wear it. And 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 a lot of times we might feel we might feel that we look right wearing something when in actuality we don't. So it's kind of having that eye for it, kind of knowing what the person wants to do and then kind of guiding them to what they want. It's kind of meeting halfway because what you want to do is you want to make sure that they feel comfortable, but not only that they feel comfortable, that they also look presentable, that they look proper. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, it makes, makes complete sense. So, so basically I, I will give my advice and and I will hear the feedback. And once they give me that feedback, I'll say, okay, so why don't we try this and this? Like for example, I, I am a I am a guy with broad shoulders. I, I have a I have a wide back. You, you know, I, I unfortunately because I have such broad back and 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 wide shoulders, it, it's kind of difficult. And that was one of the things that made me want to go out there and figure out how to go about wearing a suit, wearing mm. a sport jacket. Mm. Because if you notice, if you get something off the rack, uh, a jacket uh, or a sports jacket off the rack, it has pads on it. Mm. 
and those shoulder pads will make me look like a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I see what you so mean. So basically, yeah. So I ha- that's the thing. You have you have to work with what you have. You have to learn how to how to make certain things work for you. Uh, fortunate, I'm able to you know go out there and pick a suit, pick a suit, and get it without no shoulder pads which will make me look slender. It'll make me look less uh, broad uh, and it narrows me down. So so that's a beauty too. Like I said, like going back, Instagram has actually uh, helped a lot of people to learn how to, how to uh, have a, a, a better sense of style. Mm. Um, and how to pick things out. I was going to say, because I mean, I, I wear suits a lot myself. So like you've kind of already touched on this basically, but like what, if you could summarize it uh, succinctly, like how, like what, what is your advice for me or other guys? Let's just focus on getting a new suit. Like um, what, what, what do you look for? Man, it's funny. So I am, um, I'm very daring when it comes to suits. I, I tend to actually do certain things uh, that in the in the uh, in the industry are, are what we consider no nos. Like for example, if you're gonna wear a single breasted suit, pig lapels is not something that you do often. It's not something that is considered to be done. Mm. But that's the industry. Yes, but that's the industry. But but I, I am a big fan of, of, of a pig lapel single breasted suit. Uh, some people don't like it. Some people think that the, the pink lapels are only for, for double-breasted suits. Why would and that yes, be? I've never, ever heard that before in my life. A, a pink lapel has to be with a double-breasted suit. That is Okay, so that is basically the, uh, the uh, kind of the uh, untold law when it comes to, to constructing or designing a suit. Uh, if you look at it and go whenever you get a chance – Open any any style book, and you you'll see that most of the pig lapels will go or are actually made on a double breasted suit. Uh, it was the way how it was basically quote unquote dictated by by uh, the style back in the day. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, if you notice, the single breasted suits are, for the most part, I'll have to say a ninety percent non-pick lapel they're just regular lapel suits i had no idea is that like new york law or would you find that is that universal basically it's it's pretty much universal mm. uh and 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 to be honest with you there 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 the three major i had to say the three major uh big players in the in the in the male industry when it comes to dressing proper as far as wearing a suit are obviously are France, Italy and Great Britain. Right. Uh, they they dictate the the, the the basically how how things are are done in in the in the male um industry and and they all have they all have a different outlook when it comes to the way they like to portray their style 
but they're all very, very elegant in their mm. own ways. Have you have you sort uh, of got a favourite on that? By the way, like you know, not to put you on the spot, but like France, Italy, and Great Britain. I mean, in terms of the, their sort of overall style that they portray for uh, men and women, have you got a sort of like a favourite, or or do you just think that they've got different strengths and you know they're all beautiful in their their own unique ways? So basically, yes, they're all in beautiful. So if I was if I was a skinny guy. If I was a guy that didn't have that didn't have the broad shoulders, I, I would definitely take the English way. Definitely. Mm. Uh, but because I am I have broad shoulders, I go with the Italian way. It's a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's it's a little. I, that's one thing, though. I always like to feel comfortable, not only with the way I look, but the way I feel within. Mm. Uh, it, and because I have broad shoulders, it's kind of difficult to wear something that is too constructed. My suits, for the most part, are deconstructed suits, meaning they don't have a lot of lining. They don't have shoulder pads. I like my my, my jacket to feel as if, I, as if I'm wearing a shirt. Wow, I've never and heard that, that before, but that is that is cool. I see what you mean, yeah. Uh, and okay, and basically that's that's the way how the Italian construct. It's more the Neapolitan style. That's how they like to to construct their 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 jackets. Their 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 suits are less padding, less uh, because also remember Italy is a it has a, a lot of warm weather, and they they work a lot with linen, and they like to feel kind of. Uh, uh, they like to to dress accordingly to the weather. Less, less. How do I put this? They, their their fabrics that, that they like to concentrate or focus on are stuff that you could wear on a on a warmer time. Yeah, like less More less cumbersome. So, exactly. So they wouldn't exactly. wear like a wool suit, for example, because wool is thick and heavy, and yeah, you. Die a lot. You'd be roasted alive if you wore that in, I don't know, 26, 27 well, Celsius. Yes. And, and funny you mentioned nowadays the, the technology has come so far to the point where uh, a wool suit, you can wear a wool suit on summertime because really? there are actually, yes, sir, there is actually a, a – have you heard of suit supply? I have. I've got I've, I've got a suit supply suit. <laughs> All right. I have. So Just one. <laughs> and and they're great suits, man. They actually were the ones that 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 made a lot of Instagrammers become uh, uh, fashion gurus. Uh, All right, and and and, and it was uh, it was a good move because uh, I don't know if you heard of the textile called Vitali Bavieri Canonico. They are that's a, a an Italian uh, textile brand that that actually makes uh, textiles for. Uh, a vast majority of, of suit makers and they actually develop a wool that now paved the way for a lot of others to actually go and use wool as a year around fabric. Uh, and, and that brand Vitale Vavieri Canonico, they actually uh, developed that. So you before you would think, Oh, but wool is only for winter time. Back in the day, it was, but nowadays is that that actually completely changed. Hmm. Um, 
and and suit supply is one of their their biggest uh uh supply uh, providers so they, they 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 do purchase a lot from from Vitali Baviera Canonico so like we were talking, you know, you, you touched on the fact, you know, you're you're a broad shouldered guy. Um, maybe if you were a slimmer guy, you'd do this and do that. So let's just generalize this now, if we can do that and sort of move away from suits, but just talk in general terms, um, both for females and males. So let, let's just quickly start with with males, which we've, we've sort of already touched on. So not just suits, just in general. Um, if you can sort of like give a, a punchy piece of advice for, say, a slim guy. What would you say to, to, to summarize what he should look for? Uh, it's funny you mentioned because, you know, we, we always try to look our, I, I feel that it's a general consensus uh, that you want to look presentable, that you like to look yourself. Uh, and that's where style comes in, in that fashion. Why? Because if you are a slender person, if you are, uh, you know, someone, uh, like we call it here, they even had jeans called skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. If you are someone that is slender, I wouldn't. My preference would not allow me to go with, with skinny jeans. Why? Because it, it makes you look a lot more slimmer than what you are. Right, right. So rather uh, than balancing yourself out, you're kind of almost exaggerating what you already are. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. So instead of going to the skinny side, you can go to the slim because now they have a cut that is called slim. Uh, that that will be more proper. It'll balance your 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 vast. It'll actually uh, balance your silhouette, the way you look. Mm. Uh, it'll leave it'll leave room for you to feel comfortable. Mm, mm. Uh, uh, there is again, there is a saying that I like to use a lot. It's just because. They have it on your side. Does not mean that you look good in it? That that is, a, I think that's a key uh, sort of bit of information for everyone to take away today, both male and female. Like, you know, just to say that again, uh, just because someone has something in your size doesn't necessarily mean that you should wear it. I, I like that. I've never heard it before, but it's it's effective. Yeah, and that's something that you know a lot of us don't take under consideration when we're dressing. Mm. Um, it might be the fact that that I am uh, I'm 40 years old, so I, I've been I've been around and what you know I, I've seen a, a lot of different uh, fashions come in and out. And for for my experience, uh, looking so skinny, so uptight, it, it even makes the people around those that dress so tight. It makes them feel uncomfortable because the first thing they think is. How can he walk with those jeans, or right. how can he move himself without clothing? So it's almost like, like spandex, say, right? Like if you're talking about jeans, it's, it's some guys wear it like <laughs> spandex or leggings, almost. You know, they're they're, exactly. they're almost giving their girlfriend a run for their money. You know, you're like, who's exactly. wearing the tights here? Exactly, and that's uh, to me that you want to you want to stay away from that. I mean, I'm not saying not to wear something slim something that makes you look the way you should look, but not go to the extreme. I think that that if you take under consideration the fact of not going to either extreme, it will be good. Yeah, uh, and, and that could it, – it just – it reminds me of, of, of the, is it the 80s and the 90s where it was almost the opposite fashion 
of of the baggy jeans you know and you'd see it in a lot of sort of hip-hop r&b videos and that was sort of the in thing to kind of wear you know jeans that are like 20 times too big for you right and and now things have gone the other uh uh extreme where yeah men are essentially wearing like spandex or leggings you know for for jeans and it's funny you mentioned that because even that culture that you just mentioned, they went from wearing these bag, extremely baggy jeans to now wearing those skinny jeans. Uh, oh, for real? They've changed as well, even in, within that culture. I, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, man. You actually see them a lot around here where, where, where I live. It's just that, you know, the pants sag, but it, they, they're tight. They're, they're very slim. Uh, mm. So... I feel that that the just you know, like I said, just staying within the middle range. It doesn't have to be too tight, but it doesn't have to be too baggy. And 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 if you if you keep that uh, under consideration, anytime you're gonna go and make a purchase, you you have a successful purchase because you're gonna feel comfortable. And there is such thing. Mm. I mean, with the same so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are you saying that the same would apply, for example, if you're a bigger guy as well? Just basically, whether you're slim or a bigger guy, just just don't go for the extreme. So, like, you know, if you're a very slim guy, just go for, say, slim fit stuff, right? Not skinny fit, but slim fit. But equally, would the same apply if you're, like, a really, really big guy? Uh, it could be that you're very muscular or maybe, to put it bluntly, maybe you're just very overweight, right? W- would that guy wear very baggy stuff or just, like you said, just somewhere in the middle? You know, as long as they can fit into it comfortably. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Uh, and, and you know, before I'll say the, 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 the 90s, actually, if you, if you look, now they have store for, for gentlemen that are a bit, a bit overweight. You know, they might be a little overweight and they might not find uh, their, their size in, in a regular department store. But definitely, they have those stores for gentlemen uh, that, that 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 fit that category. That's uh, hilarious. They are, yeah, that they are overweight. It's called. Uh, it's actually they have one. I don't know if they still have it around here, but it was a plus size for for gentlemen. Wow. Because just because you know some of us put a, a little weight here and there doesn't mean that we don't like to dress. Uh, so for those as well. They have stores, uh, and, and, and in those stores, they have the size that will go accordingly to your to your size. And if not, to be quite honest, I mean, I am a firm believer that it's okay to maybe whatever you buy, if you can get it altered, you can take it to a to to your nearest uh, alteration shop. They'll they'll do it for you. They'll fix whatever needs to be fixed. Uh, if it's too big and he needs to be taken in, they can do that. And if, you know, if you want to spend the, the, the extra dollars to do so, I, I encourage you to do it. Um, style doesn't, doesn't, you know, it doesn't stop by, on, on it doesn't just focus on someone that is slender, that has a, a great physique. It's not. It's not only that. It's again. It's a way of how you carry yourself. Mm. How passionate you are. Because when you're passionate, that's the first thing you're gonna do. You buy a, a a garment and you put it on, and and if it looks good and all it needs is a 
bit a bit of an alteration you're going to do it absolutely and then you can walk with that passion and people are going to notice right exactly exactly is it the same for women like again slim women bigger women uh you know because again women come in all sorts of shapes and sizes you know and it's funny again we all know sort of back in the day you know marilyn monroe famous figure you know the hourglass and so on and then you get the sort of a lot of the Victoria's secret models they're super super slender um and you know a lot of women want to look like that but then sort of curvy's coming back in you know where it's all about having sort of like the the the, the narrow waist and sort of a bit of a, a bigger bum you know what i mean and sort of the yeah. the the whr waist to hip ratio of you know like the 0.7 sort of golden ratio um well the inverse of the the, the golden ratio i should say but it's it's in i just find it fascinating because it's it's i feel like the hourglass is sort of timeless um in cultures around the world like obviously this podcast is all about sort of culture and traveling and learning about others ways of living and that but one thing i have realized or noticed is in my travels because when i speak to people and and look into the sort of uh, the background there it tends to be the case that yeah the, the the hourglass um seems to be timeless but it equally that being said you know the fact that Victoria's Secrets uh, models now are so slim, but then equally you have, you know, you look on say the music videos or or um, you know you got like you said plus size models and stuff, and like the bigger sort of set women are also uh, in a lot of parts of the world are sort of coming back in now, and that's and now a lot of chicks are sort of hitting the gym trying to get themselves bigger, uh, uh, and whether you can call that a fashion I don't know, but it, regardless of who you are as a woman. They women especially, man, they want to look good, don't they? They want to feel comfortable in, in their own skin. So is your advice the same for for a woman, no matter whether she's slim or, or bigger? Definitely, definitely. Uh, it, you know, we live in a society that we tend to judge uh, human beings by the way they look. And, and it's unfortunately, it's, it's very frustrating and it saddens me because, you know, a human is a human being, regardless of, of, of being a, a bit overweight, being too skinny, whatever you want to call it. We're all human beings, and we all have feelings. Uh, and, and, and if you notice, society has actually had to. It has to kind of overcome this whole, like you said, Victoria's Secret mode, because, you know, overweight people also have feelings. Absolutely, and and these girls are struggling, and they want to be able to fit on a uh, on a pair of jeans, uh, uh, on a t shirt, uh, on a dress, and and it was getting to a point where the market was just floated with with this clothing that it was only made for for the people that is slender. And what about the others? I mean, what are, you're not taking the, the 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 people that have a few pounds extra under consideration and they noticed that they were losing money so if you notice a brand like again Ralph Lauren they make clothing for for people on the plus sizes because they understand as well that just because you might have a few pounds extra you you do have style you do want to feel comfortable you do want to look good and anybody it, it, it kind of when when companies go back and they see oh but you know if we open the market to those people 
that that have those issues that are either too skinny or too overweight, you you're opening the market to a to a broader audience. You are you'll definitely be more successful. With that say, yes, I, I feel like we have more options nowadays than we did back a few, I'll say six years, seven years ago, where these brands were just focusing on, on people with with these uh, good physiques, per se. Uh, and, and now all we got to do is go out there and try to figure out what we can fit in uh, and, and, and make a kind of, I'll say, a conscious decision to understand where we are. Once we do that, once we know that we are in, in a certain category, we just got to make sure that we purchase within that category, that we don't try to fit on things that we don't fit in, that, that we don't try to make ourselves a, the person that we're not. Because when you try to change who you are, part of your passion goes with it. That's deep. Now That's you, really deep. Yeah, I like that. You try, Yeah, you're trying to adapt yourself. And when you're doing that, you're taking away from who you are. So why not better try to figure out where do I fit in? What category I'm in? To be honest with you, uh, my 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 wife is she's a she's not a skinny woman, and like you call it, she has a she hears this she's gonna kill me. She has a bum, and and <laughs> is she gonna listen to this podcast? <laughs> she will. She she definitely will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and and it can get it can be difficult, you know, especially when you're Hispanic. Uh, you have that that skinny waist, and then you have uh, the 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 thick bombs. It's. I mean, that's not a bad thing at all, in 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 my opinion. You know, not not to sort of. Well, yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing at all. Hey, listen to me. It's it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, Amen. Yeah, yeah. But to to her to to be able to buy a pair of jeans, it was quite difficult. She she was struggling for I'll say a few years back in the day because the industry was not providing what these females need to be able to, to dress properly. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, no, sorry, bro. Yeah, no, no. So they wanted to be able to dress uh, elegant. They wanted to be able to to show their style, but they were not able to do so because the industry was not allowing it. Mm. I was just going to say I've actually got my own experience with this because I've I had a it's, a, it's an ex, sort of an ex girlfriend from many many years ago, so I feel that I can say this because no one will know who I'm talking about. But I remember her saying to me that she would have trouble because, like, so the, the women out here listening to this are going to know exactly what I'm saying uh, if I phrase this correctly. But basically, she would so her lower half was I think two sizes whatever that means bigger than her her upper half. So yeah, she yeah. she she had you know sort of you know I'm trying to be as family friendly as I can, but yeah, she had sort of a you know fairly voluptuous uh, uh, bottom, should we say? Uh, yeah. And uh, obviously, and her upper half was maybe more uh, sort of um, congruent with a lady who might have been two sizes less below. So yeah, yeah so she would find it difficult getting certain clothes. 
Um, I don't know specifically which ones, whether it was jeans or whatever. Maybe not the jeans, actually, because that's just lower half, isn't it? But maybe like all-in-one dresses or whatever. I just remember her complaining a lot, you know, saying, oh, I can't get this and I have to mix and match because I'm size whatever it is here, but size, you know, eight on top. And um, it, it is a shame that sort of the industry only catered for so many years for for women of a certain physique and now like you said they're opening up to be a bit more all-inclusive and and that's that can only be a good thing yeah i I have to say it is uh and and you know i am i am happy that that happened uh, because it was actually uh affecting the way my wife will go shopping it's kind of made it a bit uncomfortable and, and and you know it kind of carried over because, I mean, it's for 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 simple things like to get a pair of jeans that you can wear on your every day, and not have you know it's just something to cover yourself up and go out in the streets. And even that was becoming an issue because she wasn't able to find even that. So so my suggestion is that I mean nowadays we do have the, the industry has actually opened their eyes and have decided that, that you know that. The those of us that pack a, a few more pounds on, we also have a uh, a sense of style. We want to dress. We want to look presentable. And now that that we have the opportunity, we 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 should take advantage of it and not try to force ourselves on sizes that are not made for us. Absolutely, and I think that's a key point to remember. What about for those of us who are listening to this podcast and we're thinking? Um, does Marcos have any um, recommendations of specific brands? Uh, you know, let's say I'm on a budget, whether you're male or female out there, and you're thinking, I want to look my best. I've heard his advice so far. But does he recommend any specific clothing brands for, for those on a budget? Have Have you got any that come to mind? Well, going back to to one of my favorite ones. Uh, so, so the beauty – so I love Ralph Lauren. Um, I am a big fan of Ralph Lauren <laughs> because not only he makes uh, timeless clothing, but the the fabric that he uses did is quality. You buying quality? Is it affordable? Well, I'll be honest with you, man. If you're in a budget, a lot of a lot of times what I'll do is if I want to buy something, I I tend to to wait for it. Uh, I, not always I, I go ahead and I shell out the uh, the the amount. I wait on it, and a lot of times, ten, uh, nine out of ten, you, you go back and it'll be on sale in the next two three months. So, uh, to me, that's one of my favorite brands to to shop from. Uh, the prices are are. In my opinion, obviously, in my opinion, are not bad at all. They are they are good, and again, quality is key. Uh, that's uh, as far as, as brand goes. There are others out there, but they tend to be a, a bit pricey. Uh, I like J Crew. Uh, it, they also have a, a lot of nice things, um, and. I don't know, man. I guess as as you get older, uh, as you get uh, to the age that I'm, I'm at, a lot of times, you know, brands kind of stop being a thing. It's just more of looking for quality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and not always, not always you'll find that 
that brand names means quality. I couldn't that's agree not more. Always, no, I found that myself, that, yeah. Exactly. That's not always the case. So what I will suggest is uh, to any brand out there that you're purchasing or that you're after, if you don't want to pay full price, I, I they always have a sales section. Go to the sales section. I'm a big fan of buying and sales. So uh, could be J. Crew, could be Gap, it could be Ralph Lauren. Uh, those are some of the ones that come to mind. Of which I am a a, a person that that they purchase from. Okay, now that's good advice. Now we've chatted a lot about uh, clothes, and and this is still on. Uh, the subjects of style but let's let's just shift quickly before we we because we, we're coming to an end um just realized the time here <laughs> um but um with watches you're quite passionate about watches and i suppose that comes under sort of jewelry more specifically but um what's your top recommended timepieces for for different budgets and and why why would that be as well well that's a good question Nate, that is a great question. Uh, so I have I have different brands, uh, and and obviously, you know, it, it's a thing. It's a it's a thing of price uh, of having a budget uh, per se. One of my favorite low end or low budget. I will not say low end, low budget because it is a great brand. I I own Seiko's. I love Seiko's. Uh, they are by far one of the, the 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 best working horses out there as far as watches go. Mm. I have a few, a few. I have vintages. I love vintages Seikos, so I have a few of those. I love the SKX. is a is a it's actually a, a working horse. That thing is is in a decent price. You can get a, an SKX for three fifty, four hundred bucks, and it will last your lifetime. You can also go with it. The subsequent watch that came after that will be the uh, prop the Propex uh, SPR, uh, which is also called the Turtle, because it's in the shape of a of an actual turtle uh, by cool. Seiko. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that that brand. That uh, I'll start with that. Uh, then I I have Omegas. I have. Uh, I have, let me see, I have vintages. There is a brand that I love is vintages. Universal Geneve, actually back in the day when Patek Philippe was was uh, 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 starting to to send that brand to the United States. Uh, Universal Geneve was actually a brand that, that came along with Patek Philippe. And that's how, how it came about, such a big name. Uh, I, I own one as a vintage watch. Uh, but I'll say if you're a beginner and you don't want to break the bank, a Seiko is, is a, is a brand to go. If you want to get something very nice, uh, Tudor, Tudor is actually one of my, I'm a big fan of Tudor. I am not going to lie to you. Uh, for those that don't know, Tudor is actually the, uh, they call it, they call it, they, they call it the step, the step brother to Rolex because it is the, the sister company to Rolex watches. Right. And, uh, and how does I, the, uh, the price compare? Uh, 
day and night. And 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 honestly, uh, the the new thing nowadays is that because uh, getting a Rolex has become such a difficult task nowadays to get uh, anything on a on a decent price on a uh, on a uh, I'll say three thousand four thousand dollar ring. You cannot nowadays. You cannot get a Rolex for that price unless it's a, it's a it's a secondhand Rolex. Uh, basically, that's the starting price for a Tudor, which you're getting nowadays. You're getting an amazing watch. The reason to it is because they have their own in-house movement, so they they've come a long way. Back in the day, they had to outsource their movements. Now they're doing it at home. Their in-house movement uh, and uh, uh, a brand new, a, br- a brand new entry level Rolex will run you right about now five, five to six thousand dollars. So uh, a great, a great option. I have to say is Tudor, and last but not least, I am a great, I am a big, big, big fan of Omega. Uh, I, I couldn't speak any, 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 any more stronger than than, than the Omega brand. To me, it's it's uh, it's an amazing brand, uh, and and it's it's I have to say is a is a a brand that that is here to to stay for the long run as long as I mean, uh, uh, right next side to to uh, to Tudor. So if you're starting a watch collecting, start with a Seiko. Don't break the bank. Learn as much as you can, because what I like might not be what the other, what the next person would like. You understand? Of course, yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing with what, the whole thing with watches, it could be uh, the, it could be a little finicky, uh, but definitely uh, Seiko is a great brand to start with. And if you have enough cash to shell out for a, for a Tudor, go for it. Black Bay is an amazing uh, setup, uh, especially if you're a guy out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the Tudor Black Bays is an amazing way to go, and and from Omega, if anyone knows about watches, they know that that the Speedmaster is is the one to have, or the Seamaster, which is my favorite uh, character uh, brand, is Omega uh, from James Bond. I'm a big fan of James Bond. <laughs> um, Go with an Omega. You will not, honestly, Nate. You will not be wasting your money. And then that's another thing. Those are investments. You're investing. You're not just throwing money away. With an Omega, with a Tudor, you're not throwing money away. You get your money back if you one day you want to buy and you need to get some quick cash. You can go ahead and sell that watch, and you're gonna get your money back. So definitely, nice Tudor, one. Omega, and Seiko. Nice one. Well, you've truly, quite literally, taken us from Alpha to to Omega in in terms of style <laughs> and uh, and watches and so on. So, like one final question for you: um, Out of all the places that you've travelled, where would you say that men and women are most stylish? Come on, man! Don't do me like that. Well, <laughs> so, so it may I'll be impossible to what... answer, but I had to ask it. So I might be. Uh... I'll be honest with you. Uh, I have to say that I I cannot answer that question because I have to go to England. Are you serious? 
I have to. So, so that's, until that's, you've been to England, you can't answer that question. No, that one exactly because what happened is this: uh, I've heard so much, I've seen so much, I read so much. Then now I have to actually see it within with, with my own eyes to actually make a a a, a, a right a right choice, make make a make a an assertive uh, decision. I respect that. I respect that. That's 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 a fair comment. <laughs> No, that's that's awesome. And in terms of like everything we've spoken about, again, I think a lot of the guests might be thinking like, is there anywhere we can check out? Because obviously we've we've been hearing this on audio, and I think a lot of people want to um, attach sort of like visual pieces um, to their memory bank. So like, have you got like a an Instagram page that I could leave on the show notes for for guests to check out where they can look at these timepieces and other sort of style recommendations that you've got on your on a page of yours? I sure do have an Instagram account, uh, and it is. I will just. Uh, I'm gonna say it word by word. I mean, uh, letter by letter, so it, no one gets confused. It is actually my name, my wife. Is is the two initials of my wife? The two initials of my name, my wife, and my daughters. It is M A, which is for Marcos, and then is uh, J I, which is for my wife's name. And let me see, because I have, I had to change my, my, my Instagram. So it's M-A, which is for Marcos, J-A, which is for Janice, and and G-I, which is for Gianna, which is my daughter. So it's M-A-J-A-G-I-310. That's cute. That's a, I like the story behind that name as well. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll leave it in the show notes uh, as well so that, people that might have uh, forgotten that spelling uh, you can check it out and and actually get to see all of these things that marcos uh, and myself have, have been talking about so yeah man well marcos it's, it's been sort of lovely to to have you on uh thanks so much man for for joining me and treating uh the audience to not just some of your life story uh, but also your views on style um i think it's always so nice talking to to someone about their passion and i must say like your passion is so evident uh, when it comes to style, and I've I've really really enjoyed it. Well, Nate, thank you for for allowing me the time to to actually uh, speak on, on on the subject, you know, uh, and and continue to do what you're doing. You're doing a great job, man. It's it's uh is is gonna is gonna take you to places. I know it will because you've been already, and the fact that you continue to do such a great job. Uh, it shows that you're passionate about it. So please continue to do what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to continue to be a big fan of you and listen to your podcast. And um, to the next time, my friend. Well, my guest today was Marcos, a style guru with a heap of passion that really came through and everything that he had to say to us. I'm sure you would agree. I've really thoroughly enjoyed uh, that discussion and I really do hope that you enjoyed listening to us guys talking as well don't forget to check out his uh, social pages especially his one on instagram where you can see uh, picture by picture some great style recommendations uh, maybe it's a suit that you're after or a bit of jewelry a nice new watch he's got some really awesome uh, things to share with us on his page and of course i'll leave that in the show notes so don't forget to check that as well Well, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please do share it with a family member or friend who you think would get something out of it. And if you haven't already, please do consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and give us a follow on Spotify, as all of these things really do help the show reach even more people. My name is Nate Ralph, and you've been listening 
to another episode of The Inquisitive Tourist. <laughs>